The hoax. 47 Foot Friday. Welcome back. No fancy intro this morning. Coming to you on Friday, December 13th. December 13th, folks. Um, honestly, I got a little spooked when I woke up and saw it was going to be Friday the 13th today. Not something you plan out ahead of time, but obviously I've been making sure I don't step on any sort of cracks. If I see a black cat, I'm looking in the exact opposite direction. Um, something with throwing salt over my shoulder, making sure you're not dropping silverware. I don't know. If you're superstitious, follow it today because you're going to need some luck. And I'm going to need some luck because we stopped by the brand new sports lounge at Buffalo Seneca Creek opening this morning. I'll get into that in a little bit later. But folks, if you're not a gambling man or a gambling woman, anything to do with gambling is not your style. I get that. But what you can do is go enjoy some great food at Amherst Pizza and Ale House. Uh, some great hockey games going on tonight. The Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars. Jersey Devils and the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, those are two games that I know Ale House will have out on their fleet of TVs tonight. Uh, they got great beer and food specials, folks. I know uh, when the Sabres play, there's half-price medium pepperoni pizzas and half-price pitchers of Coors Light and Molson. Um, on nights like tonight, though, when there's no Sabres games, still go. It's a great time. And honestly, folks, they're just releasing their uh, GLBC Christmas Ale. GLBC is Great Lakes Brewing Company. Uh, it's a Christmas ale. You know, it's a nice handcrafted ale. It's got spices and honey in it. Uh, it's, honestly, it's delicious. I've had it before. Haven't had it on tap from Ale House, though. Um, so, you know, when my uh, family comes out to visit for the weekend, you can almost bet anything on it that I'm going to take them there. Uh, you know, got to spread the love to, to the people that support you. So go to Ale House, get yourself some great food and beer. You won't regret it, I promise you. Starting off with a little bit, kind of similar to last week, I believe, starting off with a little bit of winter meetings buzz from the MLB world. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll go, obviously, the biggest thing that happened over the past four days. Uh, on Monday, Steven Strasburg gets a seven-year, $245 million deal from the Nationals. On Tuesday, Garrett Cole gets a seven-year, $324 million deal from the Yankees. Um, and on Wednesday, Anthony Rendon signed a similar $245 million seven-year deal from the Angels. Um, and yes, I know what you're thinking, folks. That that does mean in over three days, Scott Boris himself, the agent, has negotiated $814 million of deals. Um, shout out to Jeff Passan, uh, verified Jeff Passan, obviously guys all over the world with breaking MLB news. So, uh, shout out to him for those statistics, but I just think that's absolutely insane. Folks, if you really think about it, think of a, of what a agent is going to take on a cut from a deal they sign. 10%, I would think is probably standard. It's probably pretty insane. That's probably pretty pricey. If you think even a bargain 5%. Scott Boris, 10%, you know, he just made $814 million of deals this week. 10% of that, you're talking $81.4 million. Cut that in half at worst, at a 5% rate, Scott Boris himself made $40 million this week in three days. I think I did my math right. I'm going to try and pull up a calculator while I'm talking here, make sure I did my math right. But can you honestly imagine, folks, I really think I went to school for the wrong thing. Um, I got a nonsense marketing degree in business administration. Think about if I just went to school, you know, and my goal was to get 5% of money that I made somebody else. That is $40.7 million that Scott Boris made in three days if he's only taken 5%. 
Um, so, I mean, if you really think about it, folks, if, if you're listening to this and you got a kid and you're into baseball, get them into sports law. Um, you will be set up for life. Your retirement will be unreal. Uh, and your kid might be filthy, stinking rich and be able to get you into some pretty cool places and meet some pretty cool people. So, you know, I think I definitely messed up and went to school for the wrong thing. Not going to blame my parents on that. Not that my parents told me, hey, you know, uh, Kyle, if you go to school for sports law, you could make millions and millions of dollars. And I turned to my dad and said, dad, I don't want to be a lawyer. Oh, boy, was I wrong. All right, so I screwed up. That's the moral of the story there. Uh, but realistically, just look at the deal. So Steven Strasburg is into the Nationals for the next seven years. There was, I believe, a talk of $30 million of that or $60 million of that, $60 million of that getting deferred for a few years after he's done with the Nationals or at least after this deal is done. Um, so, I mean, the Nationals really on the books right now, we're only looking at, you know, $185 million that they owe Strasburg. Uh, in seven years, but then they got sixty million they owe them over. I think the next ten years, something like that, or uh, six years at ten million a piece. I'm not really sure how they've split it up, but that's just absolutely insane. Anthony Rendon, basically, what I heard from Anthony Rendon's deal is he had no interest in taking any sort of deferred money. Um, you know, obviously, if if the Nationals maybe threw some extra money out on the table. Um, you know, they could have done it. I, I was reading that if the Nationals took away the deferred money that they offered Rendon, uh, it would have cost him an extra $5 million a year. And honestly, I, I understand why fans uh, of the Nationals would be a little upset that they let Rendon leave over $5 million. Um, but, I mean, come on, you, you got to think about it. The team just won a World Series. Um, so, you know, you, you got to think they know what they're doing. Um, you, you can't just automatically start calling for, you know, a a blow up. You can't automatically call for them to just rebuild because they literally just won a World Series. It's not even like it's a year or two removed. Folks, the last World Series winner was the Nationals literally months ago. Um, so, you know, let's accept it for what it is. Okay. Anthony Rendon got a hell of a deal going to Los Angeles. Wasn't the Dodgers, which a lot of people kind of thought he would go to. Um, but credit to the Angels. Obviously, their GM, Billy Epler, really threw out some money and it landed. So, I'm not going to blame them there. I think it's honestly a, an insanely sweet deal that they got together. Um, now, if you just look at Garrett Cole's absolute monstrosity of a contract, um, you know what? The more I think about it, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong and I misspoke. It is a nine-year deal that Garrett Cole got, and I will definitely have to double-check myself on this. Um, but $324 million, folks. Yeah, $324 million over nine years gets him $36 million a year. You know what you could do with $36 million? You could pay a million people $36. Pay a 36 people a million dollars. You could pay 36 million people a single dollar. I think I did all that math, right? Don't hold me to that. You know what I mean, though? Like, Garrett Cole, honestly, is set for life now. That man just set so many pitching records for money alone. Um, I mean, that's insane. The length of contracts. Now, I do also, from what I was reading into it, it's either year four or five he gets an opt-out, or not an opt-out, uh, it is an opt-out actually, gets an opt-out after four or five, but there's a no-trade cause, so realistically, hey, you got your man, you got the best pitcher on the market, good for the Yankees. Moving on down to a couple other moves been done in the next in the last couple of days, 
Uh, New York Mets signed Rick Porcello to a deal uh, just recently. I believe it was today or yesterday. Uh, it was yesterday. Rick Porcello, folks, had the highest ERA of any registered starting pitcher last year, 5.56, 5.59, something along that range. Um, it was absolutely insane. Um, they're, you know, they'll either have to move Steven Matz to the bullpen, I would imagine. Um, I mean, maybe if they can trade Steven Matz, that'd be pretty cool for them. You don't have to worry about uh, just burning an arm in the bullpen. But, you know, get something out of Matz while you have him. But honestly, I mean... Good for the Mets, though. Honestly, like, they're, they're trying to make moves. You know, you got to do what you can to stay relevant in your division, uh, especially when you got left on the outside of the playoffs. Two teams from your division made the playoffs, and one team in your division won the World Series. So I guess, you know, if you're the Mets, you got to make moves, sure. Um, now, ultimately, what I'm seeing here, you know, the Red Sox kind of figure the same thing about the Yankees. Uh, when they throw out that giant deal to Garrett Cole, Red Sox are kind of out there thinking, you know, you, you got to think, your, your rivals are going to do whatever they can to make themselves that much better. So, um, hey, guess we'll, we'll see how it plays out for him, I guess. Uh, <laughs> still credit to Cole for getting all that money, though. That's absolutely insane. Dodgers, on the other hand, have added Blake Trinan to the bullpen for them. Um, honestly, if Blake Trinan can get back to how he used to be, you know, I believe it was uh, 2018, he had a sub-1 ERA. Uh, he was getting over 11 strikeouts per nine innings. So, you know, that's a reliable bullpen arm that you're going to want to hold on to for a long time. Um, if, you know, if he can get back to those stats that he had that last year, um, I mean, maybe the Dodgers have what it takes to finally get over that hump and win a World Series because it seems like every year they get so close and then either bullpen lets them down or they just don't have what it takes to really shut down, you know, a team to win. So, uh, hell, whatever it takes, good for the Dodgers getting a good bullpen arm there. Uh, back to the Mets a little bit. They also signed Michael Waka. It's a one-year deal. They took away the Cardinals' righty, three million guaranteed. Could get up to ten million. Um, again, according to Jeff Passan, or at least according to a source that is according to Jeff Passan. Realistically, I I think the Mets are you know starting to kind of make some moves that are gonna at least in the next couple of years when they transition ownership. I think that they may have a chance. Um, I think they need new ownership to kind of stop, uh, you know, to start making some decisions that are going to put them in a winning, in a winning mentality. But I guess they're they're moving in the right direction. Good for them. Kind of feels like the you know little brother again. All right, folks, that's enough for MLB for me. Got to get to where my heart really lies, especially at this time of year. Heart lies with baseball, but when it's off season and you got fantasy playoffs underway, NFL is where it's at. Um, Thursday night football recap, Baltimore Ravens steamrolled the New York Jets 42 to 21. Um, it score was a lot closer than the game really felt. Uh, Jackson had five touchdowns, a career high. He broke Michael Vick's QB rushing record. Um, Jets did end up putting on 14 points in the fourth quarter, but ultimately at halftime, it was 21, seven, um, the end of the third, it was 35, seven. So... You know, I mean, you had one quarter where the Jets outscored him by one touchdown, but Lamar Jackson came out of the game. They had RG3 in for a little bit. So um, if you just look at the game leaders from last night, Lamar Jackson, 212 yards, five touchdowns. The game leaders for rushing yards, Lamar Jackson, eight carries, 86 yards, about 10 yards a carry for your quarterback, uh, over 10 yards, actually, almost 11. Um, and then Roberts... 
for Baltimore, had 66 yards and one of the receiving touchdowns. Just look at, honestly, the team's stats from last night as it is. Total yards, Baltimore had 430 total yards. New York only had 310. Baltimore did not have a single turnover. Jets had two. Uh, in first downs, Baltimore got 10 more than the Jets, 23-13. to 13. Um, That's a recipe for an absolutely devastating loss for the Jets. Um, it looks like attendance at that game was a little over 70,000. So, I mean, I guess for the Ravens, you know, you're packing in crowds to watch you win every week. I don't blame them. Uh, game started with Ingram getting a six-yard run touchdown, then uh, Jackson a touchdown, Jackson a touchdown, Jackson a touchdown. Uh, you know, so on and so forth. So, realistically, that game was just over before it started, or at least over as soon as it started. Give the Jets a little bit of credit. Um, Sam Darnold didn't have a terrible game. 218 yards and two touchdowns. He did throw an interception. Um, I mean, I guess if you're looking for someone to point a finger at, Le'Veon Bell only had 21 carries of 87 yards. It's no secret, though, the Jets need an offensive lineman, um, or more offensive linemen, I should say. Hopefully, that's kind of where they focus their draft on coming up. But honestly, the Ravens are now 12-2. Jets are now 5-9. So Baltimore wins their division with the game last night. They're going to have at least a top three seed. At least I'd have to imagine because there's no way. Yeah, it's got to be a top three seed because whoever wins the NFC East is just absolutely garbage, and they're going to get that four seed. Um, so, you know, Dallas or Philly, congratulations on playing to just barely make it. Um, you don't really deserve a home game, but you're probably going to get one. Um, but the Baltimore Ravens are honestly a team that I expect to see in the Super Bowl. Um, I think it realistically, we could see another Ravens 49ers Super Bowl. I don't think that's impossible to, to rule out. Um, but I guess we'll find out, you know, can't see the future, but time will only tell. If you look at the standings as a whole, just uh, looking through the conference here, Ravens, Patriots, Chiefs, Bills, Texans, and Steelers are the top six in the AFC. Niners, Packers, Saints, Seahawks, Vikings, Rams are the top six in the NFC. Um, but that what that doesn't take into account is that the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, which are, let's see, eight and nine in the conference, one of them is going to make the playoffs, and they have to just by winning their division. So, um, I think it's going to be honestly really interesting to see kind of what develops going forward. Uh, like I said, I really could see a Niners Ravens Super Bowl coming up. Um, but I guess we'll, uh, we'll just have to see what happens here. So everybody stay tuned. Uh, NFL is definitely going to be heating up. We're getting into a really tight window here. Um, if you're playing in fantasy still, you know, keep an eye on your team because, uh, if something like last night with Lamar Jackson, just being active, immediately before the game basically um that's something that a lot of people if you weren't paying attention to you might have got screwed so or you left them in and just hoped for the best so is what it is i suppose all right folks last but not least here a little bit of hockey a little bit of betting here just a, a bet of the week if you will um nhl scoreboard like i had mentioned the golden knights versus the stars um, I think it's honestly going to be a pretty solid game. I, uh, you know, Dallas is the favorite at minus 160. The over under is five and a half goals. Um, I mean, I personally would see the stars winning this game. I could see the golden Knights keeping it close. Um, but I do see an over going on here. Uh, I, both teams like to score, um, at least 
anytime I watch a Golden Knights game or I get Golden Knights updates, it seems like they never have a low-scoring game or it's always uh, they're scoring a decent amount. So give me Golden Knights stars to be over 5.5. Now, if you move on to the Devils and the Avalanche, Avalanche are looking absolutely disgusting, and I mean that in the best way. Not the Devils disgusting where you get blown out 7-2 to the Sabres, but disgusting in the fact that really at this point in time, who is going to stop them? Um, Nathan McKinnon, the center, he's got 19 goals, 29 assists. That is insane. I mean, I'm honestly at a loss for words for how the Avalanche are playing right now. Their defense is absolutely locked down. Um, you know, they have the ability to absolutely shut you down, not even have a shot on goal for a good handful of minutes, whether it's the start of period or end of period. I mean, really, the Avalanche have an incredibly lockdown defense. So um, I'm going to look for the Avalanche to just win money line on this one straight out. Um, I believe the spread, you know, per usual uh, is about one and a half. Um, over under six and a half. It's a little too many goals for my liking. Um but Colorado minus 250. I guess if you're saying over under six and a half, you're kind of banking on the Devils allowing more goals, really. Um, maybe you're looking at like a, a five to two game avalanche over the Devils. But um, let's, you know, let's just move for what it is. Uh, you know, I do have both of those games in my bets of the week. So today, folks, is going to be, and if you're ready, write this down. Vegas Golden Knights at Dallas Stars, I have over 5.5 at minus 103. Devils at the Avalanche, I have the Avalanche money line, including overtime and shootout. That's minus 250. Uh, and then I even threw in a little bit of NBA. We got Lakers at Heat. You know, going to be a pretty solid game. Um, I have the Lakers minus 5.5. I think that's a risky bet. I think the Heat are going to play it close. Um, I, I just think this is a game where LeBron and Anthony Davis, I, I feel like a six-point win, even against a solid team like the Heat, is not unreasonable. So, uh, you know, that's my three-team parlay right there, folks. I threw $50 down to win $264.73. Fingers crossed for me. Again, I'm going to need the luck because it's Friday the 13th. Um, if you're looking to make any bets on this, though, and you're in the Buffalo region, folks, get down to Seneca Buffalo Creek. Uh, they just opened a really nice sports lounge sports book today. I was there at 11 o'clock with Maniac, Ty B, Al. We were right there ready to make the first bets. I was one of the first 100 bets there. Got a free glass of champagne. Don't get me wrong. It was fantastic. Um, and it's not anything crazy. It's not something where you can go and you know sit down on a couch and have a drink and watch some games while you bet. Um, but it is fantastic. There's a lot of high-top tables. Um, usually I think they're, they looked like they fit either, you know, like four to 10 or eight to 10 people at each table. Um, so really if you're in the Buffalo area, folks, go check it out. It's honestly pretty insane. So, uh, definitely get on down there as soon as you can would highly recommend, uh, from what I had seen, they are open 10 AM to midnight on Saturdays and Sundays and Monday through Friday would be noon to midnight. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but the betting kiosks are open 24-7, so if you're down there at 4 a.m. on a Saturday night or even 2 a.m. on a Tuesday, you want to make a bet, go to the kiosk. They'll take your money. You play some live action, and you're in, folks. 
That is all I've got for this week, folks. Really do appreciate you sticking with me here. Uh, love y'all. Appreciate y'all. I will probably uh, have a just a, another jam-packed episode for you next week. Um, really cool news. I moved into my new apartment this weekend. Um, so I actually have my own podcast recording studio in my apartment. Um, took a two-bedroom and turned the second bedroom into a studio. So we're really working on decorating this up and making it look like a whole studio. So maybe I'll even do a video show again in the next couple of weeks and we can get uh, you know get this out there. But folks, again, love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Shout out to my sponsors at Amherst Pizza and Nailhouse. I will see you guys next week.